everybody, welcome. This is Big Anklevich. And this is Rich Outfield. And this is another episode of That Gets My Goat on the Go. On the Go? Wait, tell me more, Rich Outfield. Wait, do we not call them on the Go? We do, but why? Because we're urinating as we speak. What? Because we are in a car driving to the New Media Expo as we did last year. And this year we were planned ahead. We brought more than just one battery and <laughs> more than just nine microphones, three of which work. And both of us are hooked up into to the microphone right now so we don't have to pass it back and forth. We can both talk. Yeah, it's, and I can keep my hands on the wheel, which is sometimes good when you're driving. So yeah, we are headed to the New Media Expo again. It's uh, uh, another year and they wanted us back. But well, they never wanted okay. They wanted somebody back. I don't know if it was us, but we managed to weasel our way in anyways. Yeah, so it, weaseling out and into things is what separates us from the animals. Except right. the weasel. Yeah, the weasel kind of is good at that. We haven't had an episode of that gets my goat this whole month, or sorry, the whole month of December. We intended to get together a couple of times and we never did. The only time we got together in the whole month of December was to do the Secret Santa episode. And it was pressing because of the holiday, so... So that's what we did, and we did nothing else. It's just been hard, and I got sick, and you got sick, and we've both been working, and uh, a full month after it came out, I finally got to see Frozen. Yeah, me too. And that was something we were going to do an episode about in either November or December, and I resigned myself after the first couple of weeks that I wouldn't be able to see Frozen. Yeah, that tell was... them about your Bart Simpson story. Oh, there was an episode of The Simpsons before it was canceled many, many years ago that there was an itchy and scratchy movie coming out and Bart was super excited about seeing it and Homer told Bart, you know, that he had to do a certain thing or he wouldn't be able to get to go to see this movie. And Bart knew that Homer's threats never held any weight so he didn't do it or so he disobeyed and Marge said, you know, Homer, you've got to stand up for once and show him that his actions have consequences. And so Homer decided that Bart would not be able to see the Itchy and Scratchy movie ever. <laughs> and so when did he finally see it? He saw it when he was like 35 and there were flying <laughs> cars and it was at some revival theater. From, you know, like the... <laughs> right on. So you figured that was what you were, it was going to be like for you and you would see it someday when you're 35. Yeah, it just there were pro, certain prohibitions to me seeing it. When I was a teenager, it would really bother me when there would be a trailer for a movie and they would say, see it with someone you love. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, I don't get to see that. <laughs> and all the people around me had seen Frozen and told me how good it was. And they, they would always end each conversation with, pity you can never see it. <laughs> Too bad Homer made that decree. So... Uh, I sort of just resigned myself. I wouldn't be able to see it. And then uh, one day my sister was taking her kids to it. And she said, did you ever see Frozen? I'm going to take the kids to it. And I said, oh, no, I never did. And so I got to see it with my nephews. And uh, I think you ended up seeing it about the same day. Yeah, I saw it the day before you, I think. For once, I saw a movie before you did. The only time that 
may have ever happened. I, I, I either see it with you or well after you. Or never at all. Or never at all. You know, you saw the 2009 Star Trek the day before I did. Oh, did I? Remember, oh, you nice. boasted about that. And you're like, I don't even like Star Trek because I've touched a boob. And <laughs> I saw it before you. Star Trek is for nerds, but I still saw it before you, nerd. Uh, I had similar problems. I was all set to go see Frozen. The weekend it came out, we were going to see it. Took my whole family to the theater and the entire day's worth of shows were sold out at like all the theaters close to me. I checked online and everything and I finally found a showing at like, that started at like 9 p.m. that I could have gone to with my, you know, one-year-old child who, you know, would be asleep a half hour before that. And so we're like, okay, well, we'll see it next week. And then I think the next week, stuff came up. It was one of those, you know, Christmas weekends where you have like five Christmas parties to go to and etc, etc. And yeah, then Christmas stuff just started getting in the way. It was like, oh yeah, we could see it this weekend. Oh no, we can't because we got to do this and we got to do that. And, and Santa Claus is watching us and we'd be on the naughty list if we saw it. I don't know. It, 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 we finally were able to see it yeah, the day before you did, a whole month after it had come out. Um, the cool thing was we saw it for free because we waited long enough that somebody gave us, some, one of my wife's friends at work gave her a Christmas present, which was a gift card with movie tickets for, like, the whole family. So we didn't have to pay for it, which was nice. Um, I always like that. I like it when someone else pays for me. So I did eventually, finally see it. So... Yeah, before we talk about Frozen, I have a question. Yells? Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? Sure, let's stop and build one now. There is some snow still left on the ground. This uh, is so the opposite of last year. Last year it was unbelievably cold. I think it was in the negatives during the, the high point of the day. Yeah, we, it wasn't until, like, we got far enough south. I think we were in Arizona by the time it, the sun made its way through, like, the, the haze of fog, freezing fog. But yeah, today I just had to turn on a little bit of cool air because the sun is beating down on us and it is warm. It says it's 45 degrees. Celsius, which is a shock for January. Okay, so I guess we'll talk about Frozen. I, this, I don't know if we want to break this into two episodes, because I have a feeling I could go on and on, and we will be in Nevada by the time I finish talking about Frozen. Okay. But what, what do you think? I guess we can see if we've gone on and on. Let's see, what time is it now? Okay, 12.40. So if it's like 3... We'll break it into a few episodes. Okay, that's that sounds like a plan. The battery will run out before we finish. A lot of people had talked about how good the movie was. And that, I have found, is never helpful. <laughs> Ever. People were saying, oh, it's better than... I, I don't know. It's than better sex. than The Croods. Yes, they were saying it was better than The Croods, and I thought, sir. But, um... Nothing is better than The Croods. 
it's not that I went with high expectations, but after something has been around and has become something of a phenomenon, not that Frozen became a phenomenon, but it was impossible to get into all the time, and everybody was seeing it, and Toys R Us was selling out of all of the Elsa and Anna dolls and all the Olafs, that I started to think, wow, you know, this is a, this is a big hit movie for Disney, and I didn't get to see Wreck-It Ralph last year until well into its run the same way, and by the time I finally saw Wreck-It Ralph, you know, you had gone on and on about it, and everybody else had talked about how good it was, so I had built up in my mind either a prejudice against it or, oh, I probably will really enjoy that, and I think with Frozen, the same thing had happened, uh, except for Frozen, see, it had that same issue that Tangled did, that Princess and the Frog did, that John Carter did, you know, with all the movie had been in production for so long and there'd been the focus groups and we got to change the title of the movie and all that, that I did kind of have a bit of a, a bias against it. And I think the, the, the straw that at least made the camel slow down was that trailer, the one trailer I saw. I never saw another trailer after going to see Monsters University. But that trailer was all about Olaf the snowman trying to get his nose, which was a carrot, from the reindeer, from the moose, from the I think it was a reindeer, a muskrat, right? whatever the animal was. That was just a vile preview, dude. <laughs> it sucked. It was about as good as what... Didn't you compare it to that stupid squirrel from the Ice Age movies that would, like, run after his dumb nut? Yep. Try and save it from whatever the crap you'd save it from. I don't even know. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty dumb trailer, and it didn't give you the slightest idea of what the movie was about. The movie was not about a snowman, nor was it about a reindeer. Although I guess they were characters that participated in the movie. But yeah, it's like come see Frozen. There's a reindeer and a snowman. And then you go to the movie and you're like, where the hell is the reindeer and the snowman? Who are these people? There's people in this movie. And yeah, that they do themselves no favors by doing that. By disingenuous... Falsely portraying their movies as something they aren't. And it's like, dude, Disney has been around so long. We're not even talking about Pixar anymore. We're talking about Disney which is going on a hundred years. They've been along, around long enough. Why do they feel like they have to ape DreamWorks? I mean, I guess DreamWorks is the, the flashy new girl in town with the halter top and the really short skirt. And yeah. every boy in high school is looking at that girl and, and whistling and grabbing themselves. And the girl that- you wanna- and the small town with a real man? princess, the girl that who, who broke every heart of every boy in this town since she was 11 years old and first started sprouting, suddenly feels like, oh, I've got to try and be like, like Vanessa. And like uh, candy. And it's just, a, <laughs> it's it's just a shame that. And you know, I don't, I I don't understand it. But then again, you know, I never understand these things. I never understand the marketing aspect of things. Yeah. All of the tickets were sold out except for the first three rows and two toward the back. And so I had my sister's family sit in the first rows and I sat in the back 
with one empty seat next to me and my nephew, who just turned six, decided to come sit back there with me. And I said, you know, you got to be warned. This movie's going to have singing in it and you've got to have some patience. And he said, no, no, it doesn't have singing. And I said, wait, what is Frozen about? And he said, it's about a boy and he has a reindeer and then there's a magical snowman. <laughs> and I was just like, no, it's about two girls, two princesses. And he says, uh-uh. And I just thought, wow, that a kid who has to have seen tons of TV spots and the marketing is really, really heavy in his direction, doesn't know what the movie is about, is a testament to how ashamed Buena Vista was of the final product. Now, you saw the movie. Did they need to be ashamed? I don't think so. Like you, I don't understand the marketing stuff, but... You know, it seems like, and, and, and I guess it's partly Pixar's fault too, because I know that they have had, I, I remember there's somebody who did a blog where they're like begging Pixar to make a movie for girls because all their movies were aimed at boys with boy lead characters and so forth. And they eventually, I guess, did that. But yeah, it seems like they made so much money with these movies that were for boys that... I guess everybody has decided they must make all movies for boys, even if they're not really movies for boys. The Disney feature animation and the Pixar animation studios are not the same. And Disney animation studio was built on princesses. Right. That's the, the pavement, that's the foundation upon which that entire empire is built. I and mean, now you can say Mickey Mouse, but except for Mickey's Christmas Carol, I don't think Disney feature animation ever had Mickey Mouse in it. I don't know. Maybe you can correct me. Mickey's Christmas Carol wasn't a feature either. Let's just say that you're right, and there's never been a feature Mickey cartoon. Why they would turn their backs on the princess thing when it has made them billions back when billions meant something, I don't get. I mean, it's, it's, it's inexplicable, but... Uh, Somebody there is paid really, really well to make bad decisions. And I know that my brother-in-law didn't enjoy Frozen because there was singing. <laughs> I know my nephew fell asleep during the Mickey Mouse short and didn't wake up again until they were storming the castle, if that ever actually happened in the movie. And they killed uh, the beast. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked to a friend of mine at work. He said he'd seen it before I saw it. And I was like, oh, yeah, what did you think? And he was like, oh, I didn't know. And I got there and they started into the first song. And I went, oh, great. Now, is this your same asshole friend that was just like, oh, when Henry Cavill put on those glasses and suddenly Clark Kent was in the Superman mythos? Oh, my erection died. <laughs> it wasn't the same guy. That was somebody totally different. But. No. But I think it's interesting, apparently there's a subset of people out there that like really have it in for singing Disney movies or something like that. Maybe that's why they just show reindeers and snowmen in their trailers and try and fake you into thinking that it's an Ice Age movie. But you wouldn't think that those are the kind of people that you're trying to get anyways. I mean, when you think about the amount of people that went to see, for example, the movie Titanic, 
Titanic is much more aimed at females, I would say, than males. Is that a, a improper stereotype, or am I... No, I don't think it's an improper one at all. It's, it's like when Fox saw the first cut, and they were like, oh no, Cameron has made a $200 million chick flick. We gotta dump this thing. And Paramount came in, you know, to save the day. Uh, you know, back in those days, in summer 1997, people all were like, yeah, what was James Cameron thinking? Has there ever been a successful movie for women? Obviously, that's a good example that there are tons of women out there that would love to go see a movie that's aimed for them. And a, a princess movie, I would assume, could also be said to be aimed at women. I don't know. I don't know how they marketed Titanic. It's been so long, I don't remember. No, almost all of it was all about the boat sinking, was all about the guy breaking his back on that beam, yeah, was falling. about the disaster, was about death and, and action. Because now Fox was the distributor here in America, and they were the ones that made those decisions here. They were the ones that were just like, oh, geez, we don't know what to do with this thing. But once, like, that Celine Dion song was everywhere, and a few people had discovered Titanic, then it was all... The shift was huge. It was like, we're not going to worry about action anymore or trying to get guys to go see this. We've found our audience, and they are loyal. And it just became... And millions became billions. Yeah, and people went back to see it several times. You know, they didn't just stop at the one time. They would see it five times and more in the theater. So, you know, you make a good enough movie, make something that appeals to people good enough, you know, and you should be able to build on the, the previous successes. They've had great successes at Disney. They've had hundreds, you know, almost a hundred years worth of great films that they can build on and say, yeah, look at this and look at if that. If they had said, you know, from the studio that brought you The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Tangled, comes the brand new musical adventure Frozen, although I I guess I gotta put away my bias against the title. <laughs> it's the, just that there was a movie called Frozen a couple of years ago where a bunch of kids got stuck on a snow lift. Do you remember that? And they all got frostbite and lost fingers and genitals and stuff. You do not remember this? And it was called Frozen. did not uh, that film. Anyhow, the Disney version was better. But I just, I can't imagine how you could have gone wrong saying in the vein of these movies that you loved when you were young that your children love now. Instead of saying similar to movies made by other studios that are about this. I don't know. I never saw anything, not even a TV spot, where they sang. Yeah. In the past, there was re relatively recently, this may have been actually the last animated feature by Disney. There was, or sorry, traditionally animated feature by Disney. There was the movie Winnie the Pooh. I think it was just called Winnie the Pooh, wasn't it? Yeah. That was 2011. It, I think you told me that it was totally pushed that way. It was, hey parents, you remember Winnie the Pooh. You loved him. Your children will love him too. Come bring your children. 
to see Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and I told you, I have no love for Winnie the Pooh. But you were bawling. But I was just like, oh my gosh, dude. This is speaking to a part of me I didn't know existed. The songs in that movie, incidentally, were written by the same team that wrote the Frozen songs. Yeah. That Winnie the Pooh film didn't do well. No, Although yeah, maybe they why. don't have to do well anymore because it's all video and on demand and streaming now. I, uh, but that's all anybody pays attention to is what the box office was. Right. Yeah, that's why why I was bringing it up is that they did market it that way and it didn't do well. So maybe they know something that you and I who complain about the way they market things don't. And that there's, I guess, you got to fool people into going to see it and then once they see it and they like it then they're like oh, oh okay I like it anyways thanks for fooling me into getting here the thing is when the ad campaign begins for the home video version of Frozen it's going to be all those things that I wish that the trailers and marketing had been and it's going to focus on the songs that you don't yet know but you will already love and it's going to focus on all these characters and the emotion and the heart of the story and Everything but the Pratt Falls. Anyway, I, I guess I, I beat on this dead horse a lot. But it's just, I don't like people assuming that I'm stupid. Or assuming that I need to be tricked. Because I go to a lot of movies, as you have always point out. More so than anybody I know. And there's nothing worse than going to see something that was pitched as a comedy and it turns out to be really, really dark and miserable and you're just like, oh, I want to kill myself. Yeah, I remember Why that. did you guys show all the funny parts in the trailer? Or remember that Vince Vaughn movie we went and saw? What was the that Dilemma? One? The Dilemma, yeah, where it's totally like a zany comedy and you go and watch it and you're like, wow, this is depressing and dark and... Yeah, there was one called Admission with Tina Fey in it and Paul Rudd and... It was a drama, and they marketed it like a comedy, and I was just like, whoa, really? Why? What is this I'm watching? And, you know, when half the audience had killed themselves and the blood had run to the front of the theater, I realized that a mistake had been made. Anyhow. Should we end this episode um, and start another one where we actually talk about the movie, or do you want to keep going? Well, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the Mickey Mouse short since you wanted to talk about it. Okay. I'm curious to know what your reaction to it was. This Mickey Mouse ca cartoon was called Get a Horse. And... Get a Horse? Well, that's what they called... The, that's the title they put up at the start of it. Maybe it wasn't. What does that mean? I think it's because... You, uh, uh, Peg Leg Pete? Pistol Pete? What's his real name? Just Pete? Yeah, he was Pete in those days, but... Okay. I called him Peg Leg Pete growing up. So Pete had a motor car... And he was the bad guy, and then at the end, I think they tell him to get a horse because uh, that's good, and motor cars are bad. Horseless carriages are bad, but anyways, it was all done. I up. guess in 1927, it would have been bad. It was all done up to be like a really, really old school, original, you know, the time of Steamboat Willie cartoon of Mickey Mouse. They had the film and the flickering and the and the whole bit. And it looked like it was just a straight transfer of, you know, the film from... It hadn't even been restored and cleaned up. It was in black and white. The screen yeah. was about a quarter of the size it normally is. And, like, 
didn't they even have like silent movie title card things come up and they would like be flickering and or was that not did they have sound yeah steamboat willie had sound i'm just trying to remember if they, they this one had sound though i couldn't it did yeah walt disney did the voice of mickey mouse but anyway so it was done up to be like that and uh then at one point pete is fighting and he manages to accidentally throw mickey through the screen into the theater so Mickey comes flying through the screen, falls down onto the stage of the theater, and now he is a 3D animated Mickey. He is not a 2D animated Mickey. He's a 3D one. The thing that I thought was fun about that was when he comes through and he falls out. Was it him that came out first, or was I, it Minnie? No, he uh, Peg Lake Pete had captured Minnie inside the movie. Okay. And Mickey was stuck on the outside. And he throws him and, like, Clarabelle Cow or whatever through, right? Anyways, so he comes through and he falls out, and then all of a sudden he's in color. And I love how he looks down at his pants and goes, Oh, red! He <laughs> had no idea that that's what color they were. But uh, anyways... Yeah, so what did you think of that? What do you think that... Is that the kind of idea that makes you cringe? to see them come out and become these 3D animated guys or did you enjoy it? I'm somewhere in the middle. I think it was brave of them to start out in black and white and I thought that it was going to be an actual black and white Mickey short. You know, a throwback kind of thing. Uh -huh. And then when it started being color I was just like, oh, that's what this is really about. But they had some inventive stuff and... and they did all sorts of silliness with, you know, the screen being 2D and outside the screen being 3D and, and color in black and white and going in back and forth and in and making holes and... Uh, uh-huh. They got to a point where they started flipping the screen back and forth yeah. somehow to where it would make, like, the, the movie go backwards and forwards. So I thought that was pretty fun when Pete goes through, you know, one of those <laughs> endless freaking barrages of... Uh, painful falls or whatever. I don't know what you would call it, but the kind of stuff you would see in a Looney Tunes cartoon, not so much a Disney cartoon. But like, he falls on a pitchfork and then he flies up in the air and he, like, crashes through. I don't know what all he crashed through, but all these things fall on his head and he gets totally beat up and then they flip the screen and all of a sudden he's back in the air right above the pitchfork and he goes, Oh no! Not again! And it goes through the whole thing again, and then they start going back and forth, and he just lands on the pitchfork, and then they go back and he lands on it again. That was pretty fun stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes when I see Disney doing that, it's like we're talking about where they should have a, a trailer that has a, a reindeer and a snowman fighting over a carrot nose. You know, like they're trying to be, you know, do a trailer for Ice Age instead of for their own movie. When I see them do cartoons like that, it seems like, hey, you're not Looney Tunes. This is not one of those. You know, why are you trying to be Looney Tunes? Sometimes when they get that way, I wonder why they've gone that way. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it, I think, for the most part. I'm probably kind of like you. I'm, I'm in between. I really dislike seeing Mickey as a 3D animated character. And it's really weird to see old-school Mickey as a 3D animated character. 
Mrs. Mickey. 1920s Mickey. Yeah, like really simple, you know, a line for his 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 legs and his arms, kind of a, almost a stick figure, kind of a Mickey. And to see him, it's just strange to see him as a 3D animated guy. And they have, I mean, it's something they've been doing for a while already. Uh, and I was really upset when I first saw it. You know, they did like a Disney Channel for kids show where all the Winnie the Pooh characters were now 3D animated characters. And then they have the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse show on the Disney Channel where they have Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald and all of those as 3D animated characters. For some reason, I don't, I really don't like it. It seems very wrong. Um, and maybe that just means I'm old. Because I, I just can't get with the times and deal with the changing world. Um, but yeah, for some reason that kind of bugs me. Does it bug you like that, or...? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I just felt like they were... They, you know, they had to up the ante on the violence and the action and all that stuff just because of what kids are like now. And kids nearly a century ago were not the same. And so there's tons of pratfalls and violence and, and uh, stuff like that. It still made your, your uh, nephew fall asleep. Yeah, oh, he wasn't was, he was long gone before that. <laughs> uh, I, I see. I, I really like Mickey just because I'm American, and you have to. But I would like to see a new. If dog. you don't like Mickey, then get out. That's right. They're stealing our jobs. I would like to see a Donald cartoon sometime. You like Donald more than but Mickey. But I right? do like Donald more, and I don't know why, but it's just the the temper of Donald is, yeah. is amusing to me and I would love to see one done up like the old Donald cartoons when Donald was in his heyday and uh, yeah his, his temper where he goes off and how everything always goes wrong for him and and I remember when Lasseter became head of animation and he said uh, and I tell this story all the time but it was just such a, a revelatory interview where he said, you know, my first two dictates as president of this company was, or sorry, as, as whatever he was of this company, was to kill all of the straight-to-video sequels to my films and <laughs> to start doing animated shorts again. And the animated shorts have been few and far between. I remember there being a goofy one. Uh... And then I remember this, and I can't think of any others that were hand-drawn shorts, but it may be that they're just too expensive or that it's too hard to get approval on these things. You know, I I don't know, but they're fine with the ones that show up before Pixar movies, you know, or doing a, a spin-off Toy Story or Tangled short and all that. Those are great. But it would be just really neat every once in a while to see, a, you know, to see a new Donald mo uh, episode or a new one with Mickey and Pluto. Here's something that you may not know about. They did do a couple of Mickey shorts that aired on the Disney Channel, brand new ones. They were animated in a very strange style, a much more 
modern looking kind of a style than uh, what you would normally see from a Disney cartoon. So you definitely wouldn't confuse it with, you know, an old cartoon or something like that. But maybe that is part of what they're doing is just show cartoons that go straight to the Disney Channel and stuff instead of being on before a film. Yeah, I, I have no idea uh, the finances of those sort of things. Because it could be that the money that they made to make Get a Horse was part of Frozen's budget. And they're like, you know, we could have an extra minute of Elsa doing all sorts of ice stuff in her castle. Or we could do this, you know, a little short with Mickey Mouse. And you guys have to decide because there's not enough money for both. And, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If not, maybe they have to scrape together money from other things. And I can see them saying, well, that's not really worth it because these don't make us any money. Uh-huh. If we ever get 12 of them all together, we can string them and sell them on DVD. But nobody buys DVDs anymore. So anyway, I feel like I'm doing a rerun. Like I've had this conversation with you before. <laughs> Probably true. I liked it more than the one with the umbrellas before Monsters University. Oh yeah, it was much better than that. The one with the umbrellas was just... Well, there's another one for you. I mean, it wasn't a, a Donald or anything like that, but there was Paper Man before Wreck-It Ralph that was a... It was hand-drawn, I guess, sort of. Traditionally animated, or at least it looked like it was traditionally animated film. And that's all the umbrella one was, was basically a retelling of that. Yeah, which it was, and with much more annoying music. <laughs> okay, so that was our take on the cartoon, the pre-show cartoon, and the pre-movie advertising campaign. <laughs> we're not actually, we're done. With, we're never going to even mention the film itself. No, we will, but it'll be in the next episode. We're going to go ahead and stop now, if I can find where the recorder has fallen to. Oh! I just unplugged something. Nice. Bye, everybody. That Gets My Goat is produced under the Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives license. But you have my permission to steal it. Captain America was just, like, broken down on the side of the road. Did you see that? I did see that. That's yeah. too bad. Maybe we should have stopped and said... Oh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah. What is that over there? Is that a factory or is there a fire burning? There's like a gigantic pillar of smoke just coming up out of the corner of the mountain that has nothing else there. It's an empty... Anyway, sorry. I don't know. I guess that's the movie studio factory that made Dino Time 3D. <laughs> there you go. Somebody's <coughs> burning it down. I paid money for that show, damn you! <laughs>